Welcome to Local Locus, the podcast where we put the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. I'm Jake. And I'm Houston. Today we've got a little special episode. Uh, we're still bringing you two underground bands. They're both Local Locus alumni, but we also have a little bit of something weird going on. Houston, you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, I'll do my best. So. Last time we recorded, which was about two weeks ago from the time we're recording now, it's the 24th, I was having some serious mic problems. In fact, I still am, and you may be able to hear that now. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> but uh, we, were, we kept stopping the recording and starting the recording, and in the meantime, me and Jake just got to shooting the shit. We were just talking about stuff, and I don't know how we got here, but I got telling one of the funniest stories I've ever told. And uh, it was a story I didn't even remember until I was really st- had gotten into telling it. And Jake was like, what if we just had like a talk podcast, like a regular podcast, like a podcast flavored podcast? And I was like, I don't, I don't think we have time to make that. But I don't know. The content there was pretty fucking funny. So what we're, what we're doing in this episode is, as Jake mentioned, we're going to talk about uh, two new songs from two bands that we've talked about before on the show. But we're also going to call this our Thanksgiving Scraps episode. Because we're giving you the scraps from last episode. Hopefully, you think they're as funny as we do. So before we start digging into those Thanksgiving leftover scraps, we got two bands, like I said. And the first band we're going to talk about is Tired Violence with their new single, which is a cover by Justin Bieber. And the song is Lonely. Yeah, so very catchy stuff, which makes a lot of sense coming from you know a song which was originally written by, or at least partially written by, a you know a pop artist. And Tyler Morris is notorious, in my opinion, for writing catchy bobs. So it really fits his style, and I think that the others who joined in on this production, you know, it's featuring Ricky Jab, uh, uh, who I think did some of the guitar parts in the production as well as someone from the band Revenant, who is also from like the Richmond area, I believe, also doing some mixing and production type work. A lot, Anyways, a lot of people got in on this, and I think what they turned over was a really good, catchy pop song. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think this is just a super radio-worthy song. It's just something I I feel like I could just be like throwing on up there with, uh, crazy enough, something like Billie Eilish or something like that. But with like, it's nice to hear some like rock and metal back in there, but I think it's accessible enough for people that who aren't even really huge fans of it. They could throw this on and really enjoy it. Yeah, and, and thinking of it like a radio song, you know, it's something you can expect to hear on like the the local rock station or like the the edgy station, whatever it is in your area. For for me here in Charlotte, it's one zero six five, and especially back in the day, that was where you'd hear stuff like. Lincoln Park and Shine Down and Sick Puppies and stuff like that. And granted, it's a little bit different. It does have that enough of that bite because you know it is coming from somebody 
or, or you know from people who typically write slightly more aggressive music in the form of like uh post hardcore and alt rock and so on you know but it's being that cover of a pop song so it's got those hooks built in and the execution i think is really good on those as well in this song i saw him coming in with some of those low notes early on sort of a, a chiller more depressed sad vibe and then coming out with a little bit more power to that and it was a sort of swelling sound that i i would equate to bands like um villain of the story or the plot in you stuff like that where you know it's really accessible rock music with just a little bit more bite to it and i really think that's working well in this cover song yeah and i think my last thing i wanted to say about it was uh when i first uh went into it i was expecting one of those pop goes punk type feels where it maybe wasn't too serious and was just kind of like you know just throwing a cover of a song people would know out there but uh I think it's actually one of those rare cases where I actually think they performed it better than the original artist, and I'm not just saying that because like I'm not a huge Justin Bieber fan or anything, like because I think his original song is pretty good. It just feels like the way it was written just fits this music style a lot better. So it's in that weird uh, class of songs where sometimes the cover actually like beats out the original recording. Yeah, and like with the pop goes punk, like you were saying, I think that those try to be silly sometimes because if you think about it. When bands like Of Mice and Men or Ice Nine Kills or something like that are writing for those or were writing for those um, uh, Punk Goes Pop, it was sort of like they had to hook people who would typically know already, already know that pop song and kind of make it silly and over the top and aggressive. And they'd have to put in breakdowns that were shoehorned in almost just for fun and for the shock value. Now, this cover doesn't do that at all, obviously, because although it is something where it's an artist and a group of artists who who typically write something more like punk, post-hardcore, and it is a pop song, I think it's a lot more mature. It's a lot more tactful. And I think it's really trying to make a good song, not just a song that can get the attention. And like I was saying, I didn't even know this was a cover song because I don't know a whole lot about... uh, (laughs) I don't know a whole lot about pop music in general, and I wasn't really up to date with what Justin Bieber was up to. But um, So yeah, I mean, it works so well, like you're saying, that I wouldn't have never known it was a pop song if I hadn't read that post or you hadn't told me. So, yeah, I do think that it's executing in a mature and effective way. Well, I think you'd have known of the song if it was a uh, Katy Perry song. That's safe to say. And um, <laughs> I think that would actually be a good chance to segue into this topic about our um, our Spotify playlists, actually. So we started an official Local Locus uh, podcast profile. And so this is different than the one that publishes the actual podcast itself. That is done through Anchor. But we started a separate profile so that we could start some some playlists, basically. We wanted to be able to show you guys, like, here's some recent 2020 underground metalcore, deathcore, black metal, uh, death metal, you name it. There's, you know, there's literally, like, rock, butt rock, if you will, um, <laughs> uh, hardcore. We got all those playlists. But what we're doing now is here sometime... In the next week or two, we're going to go ahead and publish it, but we've already started working on it. Jake's Top Picks 2020 and Houston's Top Picks 2020. We're each going to have a playlist of exactly 51 songs. <laughs> <laughs> Our original goal was 50, but Jake could not part with his 51st tune. So, Hey, man, we, st- we still got another month to go through, too. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, may- maybe it'll be 52. Who knows? <laughs> we still got a-, a lot of 2020 left and a lot of good music that I still want to get to. But anyways, the reason I think the Katy Perry thing that you mentioned brought us here is because right now in my, I think I have like 49 picked out right now for my top playlist that's not yet published, but will be soon. I definitely have some of the new Katy Perry on there. 
Um, but for the most part, you're going to see, I noticed you have a poppy song on there. So we, yep. we literally have some, some stuff that's more in the pop genre. But for the most part, you're going to find, especially on Jake's playlist, some death metal, some black metal, especially some thrash metal and heavy metal. You're also going to find some heavy metal on my playlist, but you're going to find also a lot of like metalcore, beatdown hardcore, metallic hardcore. You know the drill if you listen to the show, but um, and I w- yeah, I would say also uh, something helpful for any of you guys trying to find some new music or check out some of these bands. Naturally, of course, we do have a little bit of overlap, but I mean it's safe to say it's pretty low. So I'd say we'll have around like eighty to a hundred unique bands on here. Like if you go through both of ours, so yeah, at least yeah, but yeah, we're thrilled with the variety on there. If you know anything about me, I just love making playlists anyway, so it's been a blast. <laughs> <laughs> That was Tired Violence and Ricky Jab's uh, take on the Justin Bieber song, Lonely. So go give that one a couple spins on uh, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to your music. Houston, do you want to tell us about this special opportunity we got for this next band? Yeah, so it's actually a, a bit of an honor. And it wasn't something we expected or asked for, but something that fell on our laps and we're very pleased about. So this band we featured, uh, I think like five or ten episodes back. I don't know the exact episode number. Beyond Extinction, we just did a really quick thing. I just briefly mentioned them because they had reached out to us um, and they had one new song. And if you listen to the show, you know we like to do full releases. So either like EPs or LPs or you know something like that. But they had one song out. Um, and so we just did a quick mention of that. This band is like, they're British. They're, I think they're from England. And so what's really, one of the things that's really unique about them, besides their style, which is a unique blend of metalcore and death metal that doesn't really have much to do with deathcore, if you can imagine, is their ages. I think their average age is like younger than 20. Um, they've got like dudes who are 17, some dudes who are in their, their, their low 20s. And I know that's very typical of like the LA scene or something like that in like the 80s, but <laughs> I don't think you see a whole lot of that. And these guys are very professional. It's kind of crazy. Like Beyond Extinction, they, they were emailing us this track and stuff like that. And I was just blown away by like, I mean, I teach at college and most of the time I, I do correspondence with students. I'm blown away by like how not tactful students are when they're when they're addressing like a teacher or each other in a discussion board. And <laughs> I mean, these, these kids are kids, if you think about it. These dudes are young. Yeah. And uh, the way they talk on their social media, the way they talk in their, their email, uh, one of the things that, that stunned me was like how young they were, but despite that, how... um. I think they're going to be super successful just because of their their kindness and professionalism. Anyways, I think I've beaten around the bush a little bit, but they reached out to us again with a new song. This song's not actually out yet. So this song is actually released in the future. Right now, it's the 24th. We're hoping to get this episode to you the 25th. And the song comes up the 27th. You can go pre-save it by going to check out Beyond Extinction on Instagram and Facebook. They've been posting all the links. The song's called God Complex, and you're going to hear it here first, boys. Uh, this is a super cool thing. We didn't ask this, ask for this to happen, but um, I told them I pre-saved the song. I was looking forward to it, and they were simply like, "Fucking play it on the show, dude!" <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> a local locus premiere. <laughs> <laughs> nice echo on the premiere. <laughs> and also, I think this is our, this is we're just gonna go ahead and call this the breakdown of the week for the episode. Breakdown of the. You know I can't go a whole episode without using my soundbite. That's that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, without further ado, the young and professional Beyond Extinction with their new single, God Complex. Hey. 
That pick's great. Yep, yep. I have a note about that, by the way. <laughs> All right. You know, yeah, you, know what I li- you know what I liked about this breakdown, too, is like, you'd expect the breakdown to start on that second part there, but they do like this yeah, cool yeah. little like, first, and then they go into like, what I would consider the actual like breakdown, you know? I totally agree. Oh, yeah. It, it's such <laughs> a small thing, but while we're talking about the, the scrapes, I just want to say, <laughs> that scrape sounds like just straight up right out of a... Holy War from Thy Art is Murder, like the whole album. You know those scrapes they do Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's such a Thy Art thing for me to do that. Another another band um, that that reminds me of is, um, who's that other band that literally sounds just like Thy Art? Uh, oh, uh, 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 the American Thy Art. Deathcore band. Uh, the American Thy Art. Fit for an autopsy. <laughs> yes, Fit for an autopsy. <laughs> but, you know, I think they do that. There may be even more characteristic uh for their pick scrapes but mm-hmm. anyways i don't think the pick scrapes are really the, the main thing about this song. <laughs> yeah yeah that's just a very <laughs> small part but i think you can see what i mean in that snippet when i say there's sort of like a mix between metalcore and death metal but that i would really wouldn't say is kind of like death core you know what i mean yeah yeah that that uh, yeah i do need to make that clear even though we're saying death core bands for the scrapes we're really just only talking about the scrape it's <laughs> it, it it sounds nothing like either of those bands yeah, and and that riff there, or I should say, like the chug for the breakdown, it reminded me of like Votov a little. The way it, it had like that almost one oh, by Metallica esque yeah. riff, um, but it was more Corey because it was like breakdownified. It wasn't like the riff, like it would have been. It's, in how, a death the, metal it's song. how the tone is too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and with like the creepy sounds in the background, kind of make it feel more like a breakdown. Want to hear the part that really made the song for me? <laughs> is it just from the beginning? <laughs> It's literally just zero, yeah, zero, yeah, zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like we have to talk about that, dude. I was like, hmm, the, the production's not really great on this part. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Dude, I thought the same thing, and the worst part is, <laughs> I had it turned up so loud when I first listened to it, Ooh, and I was, no. and I was like, "Oh, it's a demo." Like I thought, like it was a demo before the actual song was gonna come out, and then That's just, so and funny. Then just, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, that reminds me of two different trains of thought, and going down either one will probably make me forget about the other. So just give me a letter A or B. Mm. Let me flip this bottle cap real quick. B. <laughs> you took too long. I forgot both. All right, that was Beyond Extinction with God Complex. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I still remember both. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I'm gonna try to make them quick. <laughs> the first one is there's I can't remember the song name, and I'm not gonna look it up, or else I'll forget my other point or my other story. But the the band is called Avoid. They just dropped a new record this year. They're a much bigger, kind of just more like. A bit of a more accessible metalcore band with a little bit of like rock and roll mixed in, sort of a Polaris type vibe, if you can feel me. But um, they they start off one of the songs. It was one of the new singles for their newest record, and I love it. I like the song in general for a lot of reasons, but this one song it starts off with like a live recording of them with like the city like camera in the back mm-hmm. level recording. Yeah, 
and um, they're like, we're a void, and this is our new song. And it's like you can hear like the drums, that like clicky sound that you only hear recorded on like a phone from the back of the room. <laughs> yeah, with like the with like the monitors and everything playing the drums through them. And then it just it goes gong, and then it just comes in like the actual like studio recording. And then later during the bridge, they do the same thing. Like when everything quiets down during the bridge, you hear like people like cheering and stuff. And I was like, I, I bet they actually played that shit live and put it into like the yeah, yeah, for sure. Recording. But anyways, that gave me the same vibe. The way it was like, this is what the demo sounded like. This is what the song sounds like. And the other thing I want to say is like when I was living with Devin and Spencer and Tanner, we used to play this game with like the Bluetooth speaker where we would just like queue up a playlist that we all knew a lot of the bands on, and we would try to see who could guess the band fastest. Mm-hmm. Everyone else had to take a drink. And it would pass time great, but anytime a song like this came on where the intro was super quiet and we knew it was about to explode, we would take turns like um, Hot Potato, where you had to like hold the Bluetooth speaker at full volume against your ear for like one second each oh, and then pass God. it. <laughs> and, like whoever had to, or, like and whoever had the thing to their ear right when it uh-huh. when the song exploded would have to take the drink. Is oh, that's fun. This would have been the perfect song for like if this came on. I'm definitely gonna put on a playlist and just try to trick Devin. <laughs> You know, my my favorite thing about this, and I think you're right, is that, you know, I do feel a little bit of, like, that new metal metalcore vibe from it, but at the same time, it's like, I couldn't fully, you know, lump it in with any of those bands, but at the same time, you can recommend it for people that like those bands, Mm -hmm. and it's that same vein with, like, death metal or deathcore. I feel like a lot of people would just enjoy this, and it's... To me, it's fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, when I listened to it, I was just like, oh, this is, like, just a fun song. Yeah, we, we've been talking lately in the past few episodes about this mix, this dichotomy of death metal. And on one hand, you've got, like, extreme metal. You've got, like, slamming death metal, like, brutal death metal, really artsy death metal, death metal that mixes black metal into it, death metal that's trying to be particularly proficient. All that's on one hand. And then you've got death metal that's just, like, it's just trying to be headbangy. Mm-hmm. like uh exit or votov are great examples of bands that aren't trying to do anything super duper crazy they're just trying to be kind of brutal and just be headbangy like you can just get into it yeah you don't have to be a fan of metal to just dig it and this is when i would limp in with that like liquid metal type uh death metal where it's like it's it there's indisputably death metal elements to it but it's not gonna like turn off the the non-death metal listener like you said it's fun and accessible with what without having to compromise being heavy. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh what's the word I want to look for here? Like a genre turner, like someone that maybe hasn't dipped their toes into death metal, you know? It's a good Yeah, like a, a converter. Gateway. Yeah, yeah. Uh but either way, I am really looking forward to like the whole either EP or album, whatever it is they're gonna drop with this. That was Beyond Extinction with their premiere song God Complex. You heard it here first, but make sure you save it on Spotify and give it a listen on there as well. Before we jump into some of those Thanksgiving scraps for you guys, some of those funny stories, if we can have just another second of your time, we love this podcast we make. We've been doing it for over a year now. Uh, We love you fans that support us and everyone who reaches out, and especially some of the bands that reach out. We think we could provide a better product for you guys, and we would only need slightly better equipment than what we're using currently, and so. We're just asking for a little bit. $150 could get us two new microphones. That's why we started a GoFundMe. Now, we've done a bit of a fundraiser already, if you think about it. We we turned t-shirt sales over, and we actually made a lot of money. 
Uh, we made about $90. And that's why to get the two new microphones that we're looking at, we think that all we would need is $150. If you were interested in donating, it would only take 15 people donating $10 or maybe seven or eight people donating $20. But we don't want to just do it for nothing. Of course, you can earn yourself a free Local Locus sticker by participating in our Local Locus loyalty program, code word program. Wait, code word program. Nailed it. <laughs> that you um you had you 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 could do so you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> but another way you can get your hands on a new local locus sticker is by no holy fuck. But another way you can get your hands on a new local locus <laughs> But another. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it won't stop. Oh, did it not stop for you? I paused it. No. I paused it. It's not on mine. It won't stop. <laughs> another way you can get your hands on a local locust sticker is by donating 10 or more dollars to our GoFundMe. If you do feel like donating, you can find the link to our GoFundMe on any of our socials like Facebook or Instagram at local locust pod. Genuinely, thank you for considering. And with that out of the way, let's get on to our Thanksgiving scraps. We're now going to play this segment about a goofy goblin at a Renaissance festival. Spoilers, Jake. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, like, if you... Like, if you're listening for the first time and you don't hear us say Breakdown of the Week, if you're just like, what is what is that sound clip saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, some people that don't really listen to the harder side of metal. You know, people tuning in for, like, stuff like Glacier and Throne of Iron. What the hell did and that And it's say? just like... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, you know, listening to metal really is like learning another language. Like, do you remember the first time you listened to, like, heavy vocals and you're like... I don't know what this is saying. And then you listen to Pathology and you're like, ah, yes, a forsaken wind blows in from the north. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I fucking loved, uh, like, Code Injection when I was, like, 12. Uh And I did not like heavy metal. I remember being, like, 12 and being like, I don't like Bullet because they scream. Why can't they just use talent and sing? Why is Lamb of God in Gojira at the Metallica concert? You know what I mean? And, but I was also at the same time, I was like, code injection on this Victory Record sampler I got from the trash. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm, I can dig this. Houston, fun fact now that you bring that up. You were there the moment in my little brain, it clicked that I liked heavy vocals. Really? At that Metallica Lamb of God Gojira show in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> I remember listening to the bands beforehand and being like, ah, I'm here for Metallica, right? Mm-hmm. Lamb of God plays, and I was like, I love this shit. And then it was like literally the day after that concert, I started listening to Lamb of God more. I was like, I like this. I was just like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? I remember just being like, because I didn't even listen to like, I mean, what year was that? 2011? <sighs> Fuck, dude. I mean, Bullet for My Valentine was like the heaviest thing I listened to then. And I, like, didn't fuck with Scream and Fire because of the breakdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but that's, yeah. And what I had the same thing, though, but, like, the heaviest thing I listened to before that concert was, like, Crawling in My Skin by Linkin Park. 
Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, this shit's heavy. <laughs> and I thought, See, I, was, I think Metallica's way heavier than, no, no, than like, I agree like now. new metal and rock I agree and 100% stuff. now, but it was like, I was just a normie then. You know, people listen to it now and they're, you know, it's the same thing you hear from people all the time. It's like, well, I like the music, but why do they have to scream? <laughs> <laughs> I was that person. Like, Metallica was definitely heavier yeah. musically, but like, Linkin Park was when I was first like, Oh, he's screaming. Do they scream? Like I literally it. don't know. I literally don't know. Do they scream? It's screaming and like a like yelling. Because <laughs> I know like Three Days Grace, like once or twice ever, kind of like yelled so much that there was a little bit of crackle. That Crawling in My Skin song is like, oh, the song's just called Crawling, but it's like, yeah. Crawling in my skin. <laughs> Dude, did I ever tell you the fucking story about being in like seventh grade and my buddy Alex had a ACDC t-shirt on? And that was when I would like only listen to like classic rock. Wait, and were classic you also metal. like a ACDC Aerosmith head? <laughs> I would never say I was an Aerosmith head, but I remember thinking like, yeah, that's cool shit, bro. And I had like Guitar Hero Aerosmith, but uh, you know, it terrifies me. Before we finish the story, it terrifies me that I like of everyone I've met in my time. Right, I genuinely think we've had almost the same experiences in life, like in a weird. <laughs> Like, we've, we've definitely come out different, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we're, like, the uh-huh. same person. But, like, no, yeah. when we tell stories between, like, 7th grade and, like, 11th grade, I think we were the exact same human being. Just put in a different spot in time. <laughs> yeah, and it makes me wonder what, what happened to, like, diverge our paths. Because, like, in high school, we were both, like, thrash heads. And then you became, like, a death metal guy, and I just receded to, like, you know, See, I think mine makes like, I think mine makes more sense. It's like I went from oh, thrash and it's like, oh, here's this band Death that's like thrash but heavier. And you were like oh, absolutely. And you were like, here's I'm thrash and here is Bullet for My Valentine. <laughs> well, actually, when you put it like that, it starts to make more sense. Because like Bullet for My Valentine Ooh, dude, you're right. Co- you're right. Kill me. But like No, no, I think uh, you're those right. riffs a lot of people call them thrash. And I mean, if you actually listen to actual thrash, you're gonna be like, dude, shut the fuck up. But like you can see the influence at least how they like thrash, whether or not they are thrash. The same goes for like some events sevenfold, especially like pre two thousand eleven events sevenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of not that I really liked events sevenfold very much ever, but uh, Lamb of God is another good example of how you can mix like um, things that were clearly inspired it's by kinda thrash like, yeah, and it's death metal. Like, I think like Bullet, Lamb of God, and like stuff like Kill Switch. You can see where they all took a thing from Thrash, but went a different direction. Yes, and when I I remember we had this project in like I think uh, ninth grade, we had to decorate a notebook with like four images that like meant a lot to us, you know. And I I remember I just printed out the album covers of. <laughs> um, Please tell uh, me it's the one where she's naked covering her tits. <laughs> oh, which one was it? Actually, I don't remember if it was that one. <laughs> No, 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 no. That wasn't out yet. No, yes, it was. To be fair, mind. all the bullet like early <laughs> album yeah, covers. Yeah, no, that's the one I yeah, thought yeah. you meant. The poison, because I, I, I think it was the poison. Uh-huh. Um, it was that one, and I printed out Lamb of God's Ashes of the Wake, and uh, Metallica's Justice for All, and Kill Switch Engages, Behead Me. But the only self-titled album that was out. Yeah. Um, those are my four, and I was like. It's funny because those are the four we just identified as the ones that <laughs> might represent the shift from thrash metal to like core. 
Yeah. But I remember I loved the first Bullet record, or the first Bullet EP, I mean, and I looked up, like, what is this? And, like, Wikipedia was like, oh, that's metalcore. And in retrospect, I'm like, no, that was post-hardcore screamo. Um, <laughs> but at the time, you know, I was like, metal core, metal core. And I never stopped saying it. Like, every day, I just woken up and been like, metal core? <laughs> you said I? I didn't know what metalcore was until college. Really? <laughs> For me, it was metal and, like, goopy brain baby emo. <laughs> You're not half wrong for a lot of that stuff. But, like, I lumped everything. Like, I'm not lying to you. I thought Bullet From My Valentine and, um, what is the band? My Chemical Romance were the same genre. Because I never, I never listened to the actual music. I saw the t-shirts and I was like, oh, that's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, if you don't listen to it, I can see how that happens. And there's also some of their bigger songs, like um, All These Things I Hate, Revolve Around Me, mm-hmm. and uh, like Curses, I guess. Like, Bullet has some songs that are sort of just emo. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not even like hardcore, rock, metalcore, whatever. They're just emo. And like, they have some very, like, their stuff sounds like Three Days Grace or like um, Three Doors Down on just one or two of their songs. And it's easy to see how those are like I'm... yeah the. <laughs> Uh, as a post grunge, as a metalhead, I'm embarrassed to say what one of my favorite uh, bullet songs are. <laughs> say goodnight. That's a good one, but uh, it's even more embarrassing. But it's on the same album. Okay, let me think. Forever and always. Yep. Yeah, I love that song. Dude, <laughs> that riff is sick. Yeah, and it plays the whole song, and I'm like, I'm okay with this. <laughs> Dude, I love the outro to that song. Where it's just like all the instruments just stop like four measures apart. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it just ends up with like the like just the drums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I used to listen to that shit on the bus. I think I was so fucking hard. <laughs> just like looking out the window because my bus stop was the last one. Yeah. It's like as I was the last one on the bus every time and just like that song would fade out and I'd be like, it's time to end another day oh, at 2 yeah. p.m. See, and another thing we had in high school, I think we... uh like, I hate to admit it, but, like, I think a lot of my personality was wrapped up into the music I liked at that time. Like, I remember being, like, I love thrash metal and, like, early death metal, and I'm, like, I'm just so different than everyone else, and no one else gets it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when you look back, it's like, that's so fucking cringy, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, to this day, my identity is dangerously enveloped in the kind of music that I like. And, you know, then, I mean, like I was, to get back to the story I was telling in the first place, in a way, mm-hmm. though I never f- did finish, um, like, like even ACDC and like, uh, like Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that's like absolute dad <laughs> rock, like Ozzy's Boneyard Metal. <laughs> Before we make the transition, two XM stations up to liquid metal. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> and now that's like too normie. Yeah, but, yeah. um <laughs> But still, I remember just like all along the way, I was like, I can't believe I listened to what I listened to last year. And, you know, nobody gets me. I'm so special and unique. Like, I've never worn a shirt that wasn't a band shirt. Like, to record this podcast, I I, I switched out of a fucking like regular knit sweater to a, like um, a Shadows Fall t-shirt <laughs> from like their 2012 record. Because I'm like, you know, that's just to that's talk badass. about us. <laughs> 
just to talk <laughs> online because I heard, I read that they were going to do some live shows online and like come back because they haven't really done anything since like 2012 or 13. And I was like, yeah, Shadows Fall, baby. Time to record a podcast where nobody do sees you, me. Do you ever throw on a band t-shirt and have to listen to them in the car once you're like... Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's me. I especially like did 100%. that in high school and college because I would be like, "What if somebody says, are you a real fan?'" I'm like, Fuck "Yeah." You, and it's like I gotta think of like ten songs, and they can't be the oh, big yeah. songs. <laughs> exactly, dude. I did this the other day in the shower as a joke because I remembered I went to the fucking Renaissance Fair. You know what that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I went to that one time in a Hot Topic Guns and Roses T-shirt, and I love Appetite for Destruction. Best, you know, it's one of the best albums out there. Honestly, I would still say that. Mr. Definitely, <laughs> I'd say it's the best record of the year, even over like Ride the Lightning. What, um, what year was that? Well, you know, it's, it, we, don't have, we don't have to get all into this, but yeah, I got gotcha. you. But anyways, I mean, I love that record. And I even liked the record after that a little bit, which has like the softer songs on it, the super fucking racist shit. But um, <laughs> they had a black guy, so it was cool, I guess. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I was at the Renaissance Fair and this literal goblin. But uh, anyways, I was at the Renaissance Fair, and this literal goblin, <laughs> and this fucking goblin man comes up to me, and he's like, do you even know? <laughs> Can you even name five Guns N' Roses songs? Or, and he points his like grubby little green grimy finger with his long dark green fingernail at me, he's like, or did you get it at Hot Topic? Wait, is this is this for real? That is like the type of shit I make up in my head in the shower if I ever have to encounter. And you experienced it. From a goblin at the Ren Fest. <laughs> was he actually dressed as a goblin? <laughs> Green face and everything, dude. Like, I think he might have been like legally stunt or yeah, like clinically stunted because he was so short. Okay, and so I just put my fucking, I fold my fingers, I just crack them out at him and I'm just like... Dude, I spent infinite showers preparing for this moment. <laughs> I did not know you'd be a goblin, but I knew you'd come. <laughs> and so, you know, I got to start with the, you know, I can't start with Sweet Child of Mine, nope. Paradise City. They have to be the last ones I say. I'm like, Rocket Queen, there my Michelle, oh. out to get me. <sighs> and I'm just going at it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah. finally, I'm like, welcome to the jungle, Sweet Child of Mine. And like at the end, I'm like, <sighs> <sighs> and he, I look up and he's gone. What? He didn't even stay to listen. He's gone? He's literally sitting in a pile of mud. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This story is so crazy that I have to ask. Is he actually in a pile of mud? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with the band Puddle of Mud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This goblin has walked away. He's about 10 feet away in between about six stacked hay bales with a literal pile of mud. And he's just sitting in it, rubbing it on his fucking face, Jake. <laughs> I, I I can't tell if I'm satisfied by the end of the story or just <laughs> I just don't know. The weirdest part about I was this ready is, it is a well, like the saddest part is like you know you dream of that moment. Someone's like, all right, name some songs, right? Yeah. And the beauty of it is like, ha, I proved you wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Your story ends with, and there he is, bathing in his <laughs> own filth. <laughs> like, I, just... I mean, there was no gratification. But I, there shouldn't have been, but there was. Mm. And it's a weird, weird story because obviously it's a weird story for starters. And 
also because I didn't remember that story until like now, but it's a true story. Yeah. It's but a- yeah, I mean, just the other day in the shower, I was standing there and I was like, I used to have this, I, I probably still have it somewhere, but I got a whole little hole in it, so I don't wear it as much anymore on the armpit. It was a um, Master of Puppets t-shirt and, you know, it had the track listing on the back. And I remember always just being like, wait, 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 in wait. my head, can somebody I, comes up. Can I pause you for one second? Did you, did your Master of T-shirts, or Master of Puppets t-shirt, master of t-shirts. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> did your Master of Puppets t-shirt randomly have a green army helmet on one of the crosses, despite it not being on the album? That's not on the album? I don't think so. It does have that. Yeah, I had that shirt, and I'm pretty sure it's not on the album. Look it up. I mean, I have a crew neck that also that has the green helmet. I'm looking it up now. No? Wait. Oh, my, oh, that's oh no, so it's there. Fucking no, weird. it is there. It is no, there. It's but not. it's very it's there, but Oh, it's over on the side, yeah. But it's very nonchalant. But on my shirt, yeah, okay. it's you like super green and like Mandela affected me and it did it's not even a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is there, but like Okay, on my okay, t-shirt, like, I remember always looking at it's bright green. It's like, it shouldn't be there. Okay, but in your Metallica t-shirt, are there like hands with strings coming down? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupted, but like, I remember when I was a kid, I was always like, why is this bright green fucking helmet here? <laughs> Didn't cross your mind to look at the fucking album's cover? <laughs> anyways, anyways. Anyways, <laughs> so I always used to think like somebody would like come up behind me and hold me as if I could turn around and look at my own shirt and be like, name the track listing to Master of Puppets or else wait, I'm wait. not a real fan. Can I try real quick? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm uh, not going to pull it up. I'm going to see if I can just yeah, confirm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Battery's the first song, obviously. Oh, you going in order? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Battery, Master of Puppets, Thing That Should Not Be, Welcome Home Sanitarium, Ah, uh, disposable heroes. Leper Messiah Orion. Fuck, what's the last song? This is the fast one. The one that they don't really like. Yeah. Fuck. You got them all in order so far. That's Have insane. I? Yeah. Um. <laughs> fuck. Fuck, I'm picturing Justice, and it's Dyer's Eve, but that's on Justice. Fuck, what is the... Wait, wait. Nah, okay, tell me. What's the last one? It's Damage Inc. Okay, yeah, Damage Incorporated, fuck. I actually don't think I would have got that one. Because I I, I deadass don't know that song. Did I actually get them in order, though? Right there? Yes, 100% (laughs) in order. (laughs) That's wild. But that's the moment you wish somebody would do to you. Yeah, well, see, when you were describing the moment, I always pictured, like, a, like a visual image of, like, the track listings in order. Like, you can tell me, like, any Metallica album, and I think I can, like, pop it in order. <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah, so, like... That's aspirations. Yeah, like, fuck, what's my other favorite one? You know, Ride the Lightning, I'm pretty sure it's Fight Fire with Fire, Ride the Lightning, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Fade to Black... I want to say Escape is the fifth one, and then Creeping Death, and then, oh, I'm missing one. No, Creeping Death, then Trapped Under Ice, then Call of Cthulhu. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that right? Uh, I think you had the last half a little out of order. Ah, damn. It's It goes Trapped Under Ice, and then Escape. 
Oh shit! Okay, okay. Which is Escape is also one they don't really like, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, that's I, the one I was I've thinking never of, heard actually. that one live, but I think they didn't play it live for like thirty years. <laughs> Have they ever played it live? <laughs> I think they played it live uh, more recently, like in the last two or three years. Yeah, um, more is a call to the fact that they hadn't yet. That's fair. You got to think the bassist who was on that song has never played it live. Shit. There's <laughs> probably a few songs he hasn't played live, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm sure there's some on Master and on Kill 'em All that just never <laughs> were played. Shit. Kill- what are we going to do with that fucking ramble? <laughs> I don't we know, go- but okay. I am a huge fucking fan of that ramble. <laughs> I think I might just make it, like, bonus episode I'm tell- 25. I'm telling you, Houston. I'm telling you. You know what you should do with it? I doubt I can record next week because it's my birthday weekend, right? Oh, just just make something. <laughs> just throw it, throw it. Just just make just, something. Just just, just just mix some ingredients together, and <laughs> I can't speak for it, but uh, I do think we'd do good on also a podcast of just talking about metal in general. And my only reason is it's weird we've had this moment this tonight because in between our last recording and this one. I was talking to Trey through one of our group texting things. <laughs> like, I was giving my take on something. I can't remember, but some metal album. <laughs> and Trey was like, he didn't even mean it ironically. He's like, oh, I'd like to just hear you talk about, like, this metal album or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's too big for Local Locust. And he's like, oh, damn, you're right, or something. I was like, shit. I was like, I feel like me and you have good points on things that just aren't in our... Uh, <laughs> That we normally Scope. talk about. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, like that, that is what sto- it is. That story, dude. Houston, I can't tell you how fucking unreal your goblin stories sound. <laughs> 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 Only because it's like, if I were to make a made-up scenario <laughs> where I am defending metal against the metal elitist, it would be me in like some shiny knight armor destroying <laughs> a goblin that's like... Thrash metal from 80 to 85 is the only metal that is real. (laughs) Name me the big four and ten songs from each band. (laughs) That's why it bothers me so much that that story is real. (laughs) You know, and honestly, the more I think about it, I'm like, did I make that up? Because... You know, it seems unreal in the sense that it's literally what you picture iconically. But no, I swear, there's no way it's not real because it was. Let too me detailed. let me tell you the parts I am 100 percent sure are real because I was like 12 or 13 when this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was a goblin. Mm-hmm. It was at the Ren Fest. He did come up to me and ask me if I got that sort of hot topic or if I really knew any Guns N' Roses songs. And I also know for a fact that he sat down in mud and rubbed it on himself. It is also such a, like, yeah, that's all the parts of the story that matter. <laughs> I don't remember if I actually named off all the songs, although I do know that I could have named, but, you see, know, at least half the songs on the record. That's arbitrary, though, right? Like, <laughs> like you nailed the parts that are important. <laughs> <laughs> What does that say about my personality? Where I where I tell all those parts of the story, and I'm just like, I think I missed the most important part, which is whether or not I actually named the track lists in order. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I don't know if that was a good story. Did I actually get <laughs> appetite for destruction right? It's like, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. 
<laughs> you said there was a goblin asking if you got a shirt from Hot Topic. <laughs> you know, I should add as well that I did get that shirt at Hot Topic, which is why I was so like, does it matter, bro? Yeah. They got nice shirts, okay? I watched a really good video on YouTube once about how Hot Topic was a good thing for a long time. I have so many shirts from Hot Topic that I still own. Because despite Hot Topic being kind of cringy, they had some good shirts. Not gonna lie. (laughs) Honestly, they still have some good shirts. It's just, you know, (sighs) do the kids today like our bands or their bands? Yeah. They also, there's a lot less heavy stuff there and it's turned into a lot more like other sorts of pop. It's just Funko Pops now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Funko, Funko Pop Emporium. That's all my topic is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is that's like 50% of stores at the mall and they don't even have the same no. Funko Pops. You said, I'm not even trying to make a joke out of this, right? I, I went with my girlfriend. <laughs> then why am I laughing? I went with my girlfriend recently and we went to the the, what's, what's the fucking store called? Bath and Body Works, right? With like the scents, like candles <laughs> and shit. And Hot Topic is right beside it in Asheville. Uh-huh. It's right beside it. And she's like, let's check out Hot Topic. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds fun. Like, I haven't been in Hot Topic in years, right? I go in there, and it's near Halloween. Half the shit is Fungo Pop. <laughs> Half the shit is uh like Halloween shit. And that's it. I'm like, Really? Yeah, I'm like, what is the story? Now, they still have your gauges, you know, and if you walk in right next door to Spencer's, you can buy some dildos, but it's like, that's it. (laughs) It, And Spencer's doesn't lack Funko Pops either. Exactly. And GameStop doesn't lack Funko Pops. We need to talk about Funko Funko Pops, Pops. really, dude. Oh my god, dude, that's that's gonna do our last episode our last <laughs> Yeah, game. I was about to say too, And then we can shoot some more shit if we still feel like it, okay? Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Let's get oh man, over. I gotta get back in the zone. Join me, let's just listen to a song <laughs> off this record just to get in the zone. And it's not even gonna be the one I'm gonna bring. Let's just listen to some of Sullen from the get go. From uh what is it called? Creek Creek Creek, Creek yeah. off of yep. Bitter Picture. Yep, Creek. Alright. Creek, not Crick. Crick. Down to the Crick. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> Thanks for swimming against the mainstream with us at Local Locust, the podcast that puts the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. Follow our socials for updates and find other episodes by visiting locallocustpod.com. And if you want to catch up on Local Locust featured tunes or find any of the tracks mentioned in this episode, don't forget to look out for our official Local Locust podcast playlist on Spotify. If you or someone you know is looking for a feature, reach out to us on any of our socials or email us at locallocuspod at gmail.com. Big thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Thanks.